This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, we are discussing poetic injustice. <gasps> I mean, it's a more uh, exciting name than the episode deserves. Frankly. Very true. It's a weird episode. Mm, it is, listeners. I mean, we'll definitely be interested to know what you think of this <laughs> one. Yeah, this yeah. wouldn't be up there with my favourites, but there were still good moments in oh, it. Oh, very so. good moments, yes. So, uh, uh, yeah, we will we will have much to discuss, listeners, but um, we will start, as usual, with the blurb, Wikipedia description, and we still really haven't finalised what we call this bit, but uh, <laughs> whatever it is, we're going to start with it. Let's do it. Yeah, like it's, it's they're, not, they're never they're particularly well written, but no. they're all we've got to go with for the moment anyway, until we find something more official. In fact, maybe it's got its own charm at this stage, actually. It kind of does. I mean, even the yeah. wild inaccuracies. <laughs> oh, God. OK, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so our little blurb for Poetic Injustice. Jessica falls for the school's poetry teacher. So much, in fact, she actually takes an interest in poetry. <laughs> Hmm. Also, she, is he the poetry teacher? We never really I, find out what he teaches. I don't know. I've ever, I have many questions about oh, this man. Oh my <laughs> god! He makes all our early concerns about <laughs> Mr. Collins look like nothing. Nothing irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Collins uh, would never. He would never ever. Oh my god! This guy. Yeah, we'll absolutely get into it. But mm. uh, but yes, the rest of this uh, this gets less accurate as it goes on. Yeah. Uh, she even plagiarizes one of Elizabeth's poems to impress her teacher. She doesn't. No, no, she doesn't. Huh. <laughs> Clearly not true. <laughs> but when she when she plagiarizes one of his, what will he think of her now? <sighs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do look I appreciate them ending on a question oh, much yeah. like the books often do so yes. I will give it that but most of that was absolute nonsense absolute <laughs> nonsense and what will, that isn't even the you know that isn't even an issue in the in the book like oh no what will he think like that's not really how the plot it's, plays it's, out there's, yeah if you're waiting for that to be some kind of a climax it is not oh no it absolutely isn't <laughs> <sighs> well uh, we begin in uh, in a classroom where a class is finishing up, and Winston reminds the gag that they're going to the blue iguana. And now, I guess <laughs> was the blue. Remember the one where Dee Dee designed t-shirts. T-shirts. Yes, I went back and checked because I was like, <laughs> "Was that the blue iguana? Was is it? this is this an impressively deep cut? But it is not. Blood. It was the blue parrot." Ah. No, I yeah. was disappointed. I really wanted it to be the blue iguana in that book as well. <laughs> to be the little name of his craft store with his mad jewellery and hand-painted t-shirts. But no, blue parrot, not the blue iguana. So no. unfortunately. I don't think that's even a, I don't think that, that's even a, a reference. It's too, it's not really similar enough. Iguanas nah. and parrots. Well, they're just inventing another venue. Unless, of course, the next book we read has people going to the blue iguana. Because like the moon beach you never know. Suddenly they're all hanging out in the fucking blue iguana <laughs> in the books. And we'd be like, damn it. <laughs> Caught again. Because, you know, if we hadn't read the book, The New Elizabeth, just before we started doing these podcasts, we would 100% have been like, the moon beach. What's the moon beach? Dairy what burger. What the fuck is this? Justice for the dairy burger. <laughs> but we had to admit that it was a deep cut. We were impressed. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, as you say, only for the timing of... Uh, the new Elizabeth, yeah, we would have been disgusted by that choice. Mm. So maybe in a few books that I'll be hanging out down the blue iguana. You we'll have just to eat never our know. Words. I mean, we eat them so often. It's basically yeah. one of my five a day is just poor words. <laughs> so nutritious. 
<laughs> well, yeah, Winston reminds the gang that they're going there to hear Adam, whoever he is. Mm. He's on first name terms with them. Yeah. <laughs> which he possibly shouldn't be, given that none of the other teachers are. It's not yeah, that sort of school. Hmm. So Liz is uh, wearing a sort of printed pattern tight top, which is quite of its time. Enid also mm-hmm. very much of her time, wearing a blue winger tee under a slit dress. Um, but Todd, the big lummox, isn't as enthusiastic about the outing to the blue iguana. And why <laughs> could it be? Oh, he's just like, <laughs> Todd's attitude is basically just ugh, poetry. Because <laughs> they're going to a poetry reading. <laughs> yeah um apparently they're, yeah they're going to a poetry reading and todd's uh attitude surprisingly jess actually finds herself agreeing with todd mm. which doesn't happen very much or as i wrote down jess agrees while dressed in her business casual blazer and silk shirt <laughs> oh my god jess mine says um jess can't believe she agrees with todd wearing her ill-fitting skirt <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a staple of her wardrobe by now she's got a house to sell after school <laughs> <laughs> It's the only explanation because, you know, again, like now we're coming into the period in both the books and the TV show when I was an actual teenager. I, you know, I could just say that these are not typical teen activities of the time. To you never found yourself people. dressed like an estate agent down at uh, the Grove, no? Strangely <laughs> enough, I did not. <laughs> Walked into college in the arts block in my skirt suit. <laughs> and over the knee socks and weird clumpy oh, shoes no yes. doubt nice and dressy <laughs> well Jessica quite understandably asks why are they going to see a teacher in their spare time why indeed In yes exactly it's so much why uh, yeah. <laughs> and I find myself asking it all the way through this episode <laughs> especially when the others say Adam's more than a teacher shouldn't be Oh, yeah they're like he's really cool I think Enid then chimes in that his work is so stimulating uh, at which point Jess is like yeah so is a cattle prod I mean, she, does, <laughs> she does deliver that line quite well it is good I did enjoy that <laughs> uh, but surprisingly Lila and Patty are both into this uh, poetry outing yeah it's pretty much the whole gang are, are on for this um, and also nice to see Patty again because yeah. as uh, a listener pointed out we actually hadn't seen her since our Gold Fowler episode yeah maybe she was exhausted from being Octopath <laughs> with those sucker hooves she had to go for her tentacle removal <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, Lila wearing uh, quite a waistcoat. <laughs> Lila is wearing some odd outfits in this. I mean, as ever, but yeah, they just, they love a waistcoat. They love an owl, like a brocaded waistcoat. Oh, they sure do. So she basically says Jessica isn't sophisticated enough to get it. And she says this while doing the sort of like thumb to the fingers gesture that's kind of like melodramatic Italian Italian hand gesture, gesture. Hand yes gesture. I loved it I love there's an emoji for that as well now because that's, that's what she was doing the whole way through that little scene it was great <laughs> well yeah she says that um, Jessica won't like it because the guys will be fully dressed <laughs> saucy <laughs> what sort of entertainment does she normally go to Chippendales Take us to that night instead. <laughs> well, maybe she's normally going to the shady lady from Goldfowler. Very true. So, uh, yeah, this these sort of digs at her at her sophistication actually get to Jessica. So um, she ends up running after her pals, asking what time the event is on. Oh, by the way, Patty said um, that yeah, it's uh, it's performance art. Poetry is a performance art, like cheerleading. That's right, yeah, because she comes out all bubbly about it. Like, yeah. it's like cheerleading. And it's like, oh, well, good for you, Patty. <laughs> I mean, it isn't, but like... <laughs> no, it's absolutely not, but you know, I'm happy for her. She seems pleased with herself. <laughs> she does, yes. Good to have her back. Yeah. We cut to the club. <laughs> Quite a sight meets our eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> can you describe this vision? Can anyone? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can give it a try. I can certainly have a go. Yeah, it's it's a man. Uh, he's got an English accent. And I, I, I I don't know. I wasn't sure if he actually was English or whether he was just like hamming it up or what's going I on here. But it was actually. It sounded. I think he, kind of authentic. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. So authentic he's wearing. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah, but he's wearing a beret. Uh, but the main event is this like furry vest that he's wearing a waistcoat a fluffy or, waistcoat uh, yeah it's like 
I I don't even know how to describe it. It's really fluffy and furry. It's like yeah. a, like you think fur lined and then add like eight more furry bits <laughs> on top of that. And it's it's this waistcoat that looks like it might be about to eat him or something. Like it's quite the look. Yeah. Um and uh the beret I think really adds to it. Oh, it's like, it's quite the uh, the the overall effect, yeah. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of the, the the poetry. A lot, there's a lot of berries in this episode. Mm, very man, yeah. Lila just slides right in with the berries. She's ready for this. Has been since day one. Um, yes. Oh, actually, her time has come. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> she's, she's been building up to this all this yeah. time. <laughs> well, his poem is all about how his frit. It's all about his fridge. It is. And this is, this. I only wrote down two of the poems. This was one of them. He's recited. <laughs> so it's kind of, we're kind of cutting to him, I guess, mid recital. Yes. Uh, because uh, what we hear of his poem is, but my refrigerator did not want my ice cream, nor my yogurt, nor my fat-free juice bar. Fudgesicles were not enough to fulfill its frigid hunger. It longed for the love of my only daughter. <laughs> I mean, it is quite a good example of shit poetry. Intentionally it's, shit poetry. It was so stupid. I had to go back and write it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, it's gibberish. I love it. <laughs> it's my favourite one from this episode. <laughs> well, there are quite a few. And uh, the lads are all bored by this poem. And uh, unsurpri- but surprisingly... Lila, in her oh. kipper tie and waistcoat, she's all for it. She is bet into this poem. She loves it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote down she's in her newsies look again. Oh, she is, yeah. <laughs> oh, she yeah, is the hash. She, that's all she's missing. Uh, yeah, she's very impressed by uh, Furry Vest Man yeah. and makes up some mad analogy saying that, you know, he's obviously talking about technology and society and the fridge is a metaphor and all this and kind of babbles on and says, uh, it's obvious he's using his poetic license, um, at which point uh, Winston says it ought to be revoked. Uh, he does deliver that line nicely as well. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It's a very good line delivery in this one. There really is. Well, Todd is falling asleep. Yeah, <laughs> can't blame him really. Everyone else is just like this. It's shy. Delilah's the only one enjoying herself True. at this point. So the others then are looking around for Adam, but Winston sees some allegedly like hot beatnik girls who look as basic as the Sweet Valley High gag, I can tell you. <laughs> very true. But also I was like, finally, some girls are paying attention to Winston yeah. because he's very cute and we're supposed to believe like he's not when he clearly is. So yeah. I was just like, good for you, Winston. Yeah, he pulls out some little round sh- sort of John Lennon glasses mm. shades and says, beatnik girls are suckers for quirky intellectual types. And then he said it doesn't like, but a bump and squirts yeah. up. <laughs> really on the funny. table. Slides out of shot. It's great. It's like good for you, Winston. Go get some. <laughs> well, only he, sadly he doesn't. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, uh, Adam is finally announced as the next performer. Though in the by the way, just in a later episode, it's implied that he like runs an open mic like, night. So there's I don't know what the setup is at the yeah. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> yes. So Enid says she's so excited, and Jessica's like, oh, it doesn't take much. So um, she stands. Jessica stands up to leave, and then Adam begins by saying, "Where are you going?" <laughs> and Jessica thinks he's like pointing at her, but it turns out it's the first line of his terrible poem. <laughs> did you uh, did you take down the the this one? I did not. All I wrote down for this one was, "I prefer the one about the horny fridge." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, they're. Uh, you're probably right but they they are much of a muchness it involves him saying last night I dreamt I was a king and all my friends kings around the world and it's it's just it's it's not meant to be bad I don't think no whereas the first one clearly is meant to be bad that's true they're equally shit they really are like I just wrote down I don't know much about poetry but I'm pretty sure this is terrible Also terrible, his god awful leather jacket. Oh god, Looks yeah, but like like it's made out of a pleather car seat. It's extremely cheap looking. Yes, yes, it does look like a recycled car seat. You're so right. Oh god, um, yeah, but like the whole thing with Jess and and like seeing him is like she's kind of struck by like how handsome he is, and the whole thing of this is that it does veer into the kind of teacher crush kind of vibe. Yes. But like this guy, I know. Really? <laughs> it's 
this is not a very handsome man. Like, it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we both love him, but no. I mean, no, like, <laughs> well, Jessica applauds, uh, you know, she, she applauds too early after mm. his first line. And when he finishes, he sort of looks at her and goes, now. And yeah. they all applaud. So that's kind of a bit of a dickish move. Uh, but is. they all love it. Yeah. Then he joins the gang. <laughs> says, wildly inappropriately, he has everything a poet could ask for. Good words, good friends, and a flashing applause sign. Like Good friends! They are fucking students. At least I they think children. They are they are, and also we don't we still don't really know what he teaches. Like, True. I guess we're just assuming he's a poetry teacher, but then again, that would fall under like English. Mr. Collins's remit as English. But like, oh God, but I, what I did enjoy though about him joining them was that he does the cool teacher sit down where he like oh. turns the chair backwards and sits down. Pretty dangerous minds is it up he in does. there. <laughs> oh my God. And Michelle Pfeiffer did wear a leather jacket. So hers is more of a oh biker God. jacket if I remember correct. Oh God, first point break and now dangerous mind. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Who knows what next week will bring. <laughs> uh, well, Bill the Ted's excellent adventure, maybe. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so he's sitting down there having called his students his good friends and mm-hmm. they all giggle at his pathetic joke uh, especially Jessica uh, while Lila rolls her eyes because she sees right through Jess and um, Jess introduces herself and praises his poem and he says again this is a really weird inappropriate way to talk to your 16 year old student it's like well they got your attention I'm glad you came along it's like why are you singling around mm. like that like this should be an outdoor you know an out of school thing you should be very careful about your boundaries extremely so yes um so yeah she says she loves poetry and he asks if she's into the classics and she says yeah i have all the beatles cds (laughs) so the others laugh at her but he thinks it's a joke that's true actually yeah and she kind of recovers reasonably well from this and it does kind of yeah she manages to play it off as a joke she's like what oh shit oh yeah i'm so funny (laughs) yes (laughs) then winston returns and claims that the girls that he went over to see who looked, I swear to God, like they were dressed from Miss Selfridge in, in the early 90s. Like they were not sort of edgy. And these are not alter- alternative gals by any stretch. No. Like, no. Uh, but apparently they wanted to pierce his eyelids. <laughs> you look so worried. He's like, can they do that? Yeah. There's all this jokes about I've never seen so many nose rings. It's like this I mean, really, if this is their idea of edge... (laughs) Show me one in this entire fucking scene. No one has any visible piercings, like, whatsoever. Calm down. (laughs) Well, um, Adam says that there's an open mic night coming up soon. Some of them should try out. Um, And uh, then this sort of hot, very hippie-ish girl, like with a headband right around the forehead, Mm -hmm. uh, calls him away. Um, Though they clearly couldn't pay for her to have a speaking role because she just whispers in his ear. Oh, it's like she's just mouthing wordlessly. She has like literally one line, but maybe that's all her Actors Guild thing would let her do. I don't know. (laughs) It's quite strange because she's just kind of like, like mouthing wordlessly (laughs) beside his face. (laughs) It's like, okay, we're just, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) So he goes off with the hot hippie chick and Jess says that she'll be at the next poetry club meeting. And Adam says he looks forward to it. Oh God. Yeah. It's like, why are you hanging out with your students outside of class or school hours, Adam? Mm. What is this? Just be a friendly. Oh, thank you for coming. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we cut to school where Jessica is walking through the corridors in her cheerleading uniform, reading Walt Whitman. It's this massive, like comically huge poetry book. She's like um, Belle at the start of Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> just like wandering around with her book. Like it couldn't just be a Penguin Classics small paperback for us. They love a good prop. That's oh, it. That's it all, all hangs on giant props yeah. in this, uh, in this <laughs> show. <laughs> well, Lila appears in a bizarre outfit where she's wearing what looks like a body top, like, you know, with the an all-in-one with poppers mm-hmm. under the bottom, uh, under with a skirt, love beads, and a neckerchief. Yeah, she, you know... Coco Chanel said to take one thing off. Lila Fowler's like, fuck that. I've thrown on loads of extra shit. 
That is true. She's accelerating up a storm. Sure is. She urges Jessica, she's quite manic, and she urges Jessica to go to the mall with her. But Jessica's more into literature these days. Yeah, she's no interest. Lila was so excited because apparently they're doing free makeovers at the mall. But mm. um, yeah, uh, Jess says, I prefer to spend my time with great literature. Uh. At which point um, Lila kind of looks at the book and she's like, oh, is that a new pop-up book? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she's just not buying this um, this uh, commitment to to the poetry scene because Jessica mm. says she wants to head to, um, to the Blue Iguana more often but Jessica or Lila's like oh, what are you going to do wear your cheerleading uniform but this one just <laughs> prances off she's out of here she's got a makeover to find <laughs> it really is a prance like I can very only much describe so. it as a prance <laughs> that's how she moves through the world she frolics and she struts and she prances <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not, it's not a bad way to live great <laughs> So after class, what class? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, Mystery class. Yeah. Adam meets Liz, who's wearing a bizarre outfit of a sort of a beige man's waistcoat over a stripy, like, skinny rib top. Um, mm-hmm. And she says that she's having problems with one of her poems. Um, and would he have a look at it? And he says, sure. But he's got a favour to ask in return. Oh, God, yeah. He's got a piece that uh, might get published uh, and he wants to get her opinion on it. So they kind of swap poems. Um, and she reads the title of his and she's like, final insight. Ooh, sounds deep. Um, and then he weirdly says, yeah, it was either that or dog hair in my omelette. Uh, I mean, and I, I just wrote down, shut up, Adam. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and then he says, oh, well, you know, you better get to class and I've got to do- go and do whatever it is they pay me to do. Ha ha ha. Well, it's like, what I'd like to know. <laughs> literally who are you what are you doing here why does everyone call you adam although at this stage i presumed he was a teacher so i just wrote down be a teacher you inappropriate weirdo well i mean he is teaching a class and he did say early on like he's a teacher and you know jessica said why would you hang out with the teacher so he is but what is he teaching they can't have even in their curriculum they can't have a class devoted solely to poetry god who even knows so (laughs) Also, him trying to be so cool with the students, like, oh, yeah, I have to do whatever it is they pay me to do. It's your job, Adam. It's your job, which you're taking seriously as an educator of young minds. Yeah, get out of here. So they say farewell. Then we cut to the gang and some other randomers running down a hill. (laughs) They're very manic coming down this hill, aren't they? (laughs) There's some weird high energy moments. I don't know what the director was urging them to do in this episode. Yeah, they are going for it though. But yeah, again, I noticed a couple of randomers in the background oh. as they all kind of assemble around this bench. And I was like, who the fuck are these extra people? But this is the poetry club. So I guess it couldn't just be yes. like the, the chorus we Valley gang. I guess we have to leave other people join. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I was hoping that we'd get like some reference to um, uh, to like Amy or one of the 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 general you know the the wider or Olivia or somebody yeah. I thought we might get a little oh, this would have been Olivia's time to to pop oh, up actually would, it? wouldn't it yeah or um was it Suzanne no who was mad into poetry it was Suzanne yes. she had the poetry through um, poetry night yeah yeah so uh, that would have been an opportunity to to have a mm. deep dive but no uh, Winston is there of course and he has a question for the group. Yeah, he, he's he's kind of arrived on in a little flat cap and he's like, uh, what do you think? And I assumed he was talking about the hat, but they all kind of go, of what? And he's like, my goatee. <laughs> or as Enid said, you mean that dirt on your chin? <laughs> oh, so they mock his pretensions. Oh. Um, but uh, Jessica's really enthusiastic. Like she seems very into it all. And uh, Adam arrives and yet again is like, I'm so cool. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a regular teacher. I'm a cool teacher. That is entirely his vibe. And I hate him so much. He's like, oh, I had to break up a fight in the teacher's lounge. Chrome Dome and like Ms. Betters or something. We're going at it over the last prune Danish. And it's like, you are the most inappropriate and unprofessional person that has ever appeared in this school so far. And he's the worst. I'm not saying something. Yeah, very true. There have been some shady fucking people lurking around this school so far. And so far, he's the worst. He is the worst. Also, stop talking about your colleagues like that in front of the students. 
Yeah. Like I'm starting to wonder, is he a teacher at all? Is he just going to sneak in and like somehow manage to teach a class and then run away again before any actual adults see him and are like, sorry, what are you doing here? (laughs) Well, he, um, they all laugh sycophantically. And then he notices Jessica's joined the club. And again, he like, he singles her out and says, oh, you know, into poetry. I can promise you a life of excitement and frustration and lots of coffee. Oh, yeah. And that was preceded with like, stick with me, Jessica. And like, and I'll, yeah. I'll you know, give you all these things. And it's like, at this stage, I just wrote down, please exit the school grounds, sir. Like, yes. what are you doing Stop here? Stop <laughs> talking to the teenagers like yeah. this. So, uh, yeah, they, um, they all, they're all sitting at his feet, literally waiting for him <laughs> to read a terrible poem. <laughs> Absolutely appalling. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Did you take I this just, one down? No, I didn't because I hate him so much. I just said, reads out his weird love poem to his students. <laughs> yes. Deeply, deeply, deeply inappropriate. And so inappropriate. Oh, my God. Uh, it starts with, I want to take you in my arms. And it goes on about everyone's to bury his face in your black tresses. Ugh. Ugh. And then after he's read a stupid bow, which they all applaud for some reason, he asks if anyone has anything to share. But of course they don't, because I don't know what they're here for. They're just going to sit and uh, uh, gaze at him. Um, but he says that next week he'd like everybody to have something, some sort of work to share with the rest of the class. Yeah. And um, for the rest of this week, they're going to read to Walt Whitman, who's his favourite poet. Jessica says that means they're kindred spirits. That's it, because he goes for Jessica's uh, big giant book that she has on her lap. Uh, yeah. Because um, it's like, well, okay, so if nobody has anything to actually share, then I guess we need to fill this time somehow. <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's do some Walt Whitman. We cut to the Dairy Burger, where Jessica is telling the others that Adam really likes her. And Edith says, Jessica's finally gone insane. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. That's it, because they're trying to point out that like the poem was about a girl with black hair. Um, and Jessica's like, oh, but it's poetry. Nothing means what you know you think it means. It's all, you know, everything's a metaphor. So they're like, all oh, right, so black hair is blonde hair, is that it? <laughs> Je- yeah, so Jessica um tells Winston to go and wax his face. And <laughs> says that she's been hit with inspiration and heads off. Mm. We cut to the Castletale Wakefield where Liz enters Jessica's room to tell her to turn the music down um, because uh, poor Liz isn't having much joy writing a poem of her own. Yeah, apparently she's been out for the last three hours and she's getting absolutely nowhere. Mm. Uh, but Jessica apparently has already written her poem. Yes. So that's why she's arsing around on the phone blaring music. So she's like, you know, you can't force creativity like Adam says <sighs> and uh, tries to, to like console Liz because, you know, it turns out Jessica's amazing at writing poetry super quickly. <laughs> of course she is. So uh, Jessica says that, she, you know, she'll she'll take her to clear her head at the moon beach. And Liz leaves her giant leather folder with poetry embossed on the front of it. Literally embossed in gold poetry <laughs> across the front of it. Yes. She leaves it on Jessica's bed. We cut to, I guess, the next meeting of the Poetry Club where Winston is treating everybody to his uh, latest opus. <laughs> yes, and he's wearing this, like, it's extremely 90s. It's oh, like massively, awful. like, baggy knitted jumper that's kind of like a gradient of colours. Oh. It's quite the choice. Uh, uh, yeah. In my notes, I call it a god-awful giant rainbow top. Yes, yeah, that would also cover it. Mm. Yeah, and uh, this was the only other bit of poetry that I wrote. <laughs> Please share it with the class. I mean, the listeners. I mean, it's it's six of one, really, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's it's the part of me that keeps me free and brings me glee. Oh, can't you see how I love thee, my new goatee? <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, Winston. Good for you. An effort was made. It was. And everyone laughs and uh, Adam makes some um, kind of like oh, good effort. Winston looks delighted. He does. As usual. He just, He's, he can't is, keep him down. Oh, you, you sure can't. He's so chill. But also like people were laughing, but it was kind of good natured. Oh, and yeah. they, do, uh, they do actually clap for him at the end as well. So no, that's true. His they, little moment of applause, which is nice. Yeah, they know he's sort of being funny and they're yeah. like, they, they get it. But then... 
Jessica is the last to perform, looking very Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, she's got these kind of tinted glasses on, and I suppose that and the long blonde hair, like started down the middle. Yeah, kind of wearing is it like that kind of red sort of turtleneck short sleeve top that she's had on before? But yeah, the whole effect, you're right, it's very sixties, very. Sharon Tate uh, or Margaret Robbie as Sharon Tate at least yeah, yeah. Um, she actually the, the glasses suit her the sort of like smoked gold shades true in so, fact it's 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 kind of Margot Robbie with a tiny bit of um, do you remember Anastasia yes the singer from, oh god you know, with the tinted glasses I, like a tiny little sprinkling of that as well <laughs> I once had to review an Anastasia gig in the point and it was the most boring thing I've ever been to in my life oh no I actually went out and made a phone call to one of my friends during it because I was so bored it was in the free smartphone days <laughs> and, and I would have left early but I thought no I'm here to review it and what if she like falls off the stage or something at the oh, end god. Just, you know, I have to do my job. <laughs> Terrible, oh, really. Oh, but even I'm out of love. Such a tune. That no, was so the good. Entertaining one, and the rest of it wasn't. And like I've been to a lot of for work, a lot of those like big, you know, arena stadium yeah. shows. And mostly they're incredibly entertaining, whether you're mm. a fan or not. Yeah, Her, even if you don't enjoy them, they probably put on a show. Like yeah, it's, yeah. But no. Oh, sorry, Anastasia, but oh. it's dreadful. <laughs> In fact, I'm haunted by it. Like twenty years later. Oh no! I'm all out of love. <laughs> no stars. No. Well, um, Jessica, Mark and Robbie slash Anastasia uh, reads her terrible poem, um, which asks, "Who can see beneath the while the real me, a lonely child?" Never actually oh. laughs meanly at her, which That's is a bit the thing. Nasty. It, it, like obviously look you know I'm no fan of Jessica no. but this is mean because I mean everyone's just it's their first go everyone's trying yes. you know but everyone laughs and it is not it, it's mean it's yes. not nice this yeah. is true and Adam in fairness to her says she's just expressing the anxiety of everyday life and he thinks it's a great mm. first effort yeah. um, so uh, in fairness to him he is just you know trying to be a supportive uh, creative writing person being encouraging yeah yeah. of course she very much takes this to heart and he says you'll see them all on Sunday at the Iguana (laughs) (laughs) and as they leave Jessica approaches him oh god yeah um is this the point where yeah he kind of has his hand on her shoulder or like maybe maybe that was the, right after her poem or something but there's, there's, a, there's some point where he's kind of got like a hand on her shoulder and I was just like mm, I don't like this um but yeah he they do have a chat afterwards where he's kind of reassuring her that um that it was you know a good effort mm. and she's like oh should I should I read it on Sunday night and he's kind of like no <laughs> and kind of gently says oh you know it's a work in progress um oh yeah but what he says to her then is that you know sometimes you have to transform yourself to create something new Uh-oh. so she very much takes that to heart she does so on Sunday, a grander night, as it's now known, <laughs> Liz is leaving the house, but Jessica, with her hair all wrapped up in a towel, is still trying to write a poem in her bed, which is covered in like crumpled up sheets of paper from her previous efforts. And um, by the way, don't know if you noticed uh, that we're, we get a return of the picket fence headboard. The mad headboard. Yes, um, I did notice that. <laughs> it's quite something. <laughs> crazier than ever <laughs> it's got all sorts of shite hanging off it's like <laughs> hats bags scudos oh, all manner of things and yeah every every post a different colour it's mm. it's a crazy looking thing it really is <laughs> well Jessica gives up in frustration but then what should she see which has been apparently on her bed for like a week and a half I, I guess buried under bits of paper um, <laughs> she finds Liz's poetry folder uh, so in her frustration, she kind of like shoved all the papers off her her bed and then found the folder. Uh, again, yeah, like how is it still sitting there? Like literally a week and a half later. <laughs> so uh, so she pulls out a loose bit of paper from it and she reads the poem. And I think does she say the title of it at that point? Oh, does she? she does. Yeah, oh, no, she, does. she does. Yeah, she says final insight. Oh, that sounds deep. Yeah, she's like, he'll love this. And then we do get the return of the Jessica jingle when she's we up to do. no good. Yes, I was pleased. It's been a few weeks it's since we, a heard, we heard that. I don't think we heard it when she was doing her Club X things. I don't think so either, no, because that was kind of just deviousness all the way around, really, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, well, we cut to the iguana. The iguana. <laughs> 
where uh, Lila asks Winston why he has a rodent on his face. Because what a look. It's quite repulsive that he is 40. Oh, oh, Winston, what are you doing? He's like, oh, my full goatee. And again, like a goatee, I would have thought, is like when you've got the moustache and then down onto your chin. But this is just like a... Like a goat beard. A literal goatee. Well, yes, exactly. But it's it's kind of growing off of his chin now. It's like... um, like a like a pharaoh mask would have, yes. but shit, you know, <laughs> but really bad and looks terrible. Uh, and he's like, "Oh yes, my goatee. I'm really going to get the girls now." Uh, and then Todd like just yanks it off his face because it's just something that he's stuck to his chin. Yes, it's fake. Uh, and uh, quite amusingly, Lila pretends to like kill it like it's a rat. <laughs> She's like slamming her hand on it on the table, which is very good. But also right when uh, when Todd whips it off, he's like, you'd get more action at a petting zoo. Like, oh, OK, Todd. <laughs> You're a fine one to talk, you big lummox. <laughs> well, Winston puts it back on because he says it's his passport to Babylonia. <laughs> I it's really not. No, it's really not. It's in all caps. Truly, it is not. Take that off and put your glasses back on. <laughs> well, then Adam appears on stage because he apparently runs the club night now, even though it was fluffy yes. waistcoat guy not last week. And she says, I'd like to introduce a few friends of mine. And before I can get angry at him for calling, in, calling his students his friends, we get poetry montage. Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> it's demented <laughs> it's actually one of the maddest montages I, I which is saying something it was just like well we need a montage let's just do a load of random shit and hope for the best <laughs> so we get winston looking really serious and passionate wearing shades on stage very, very angry looking very yeah angry. it's like he's it's like he's shouting his poem yes oh, god then we get Liz, Patty, Enid and Lila looking like they're dancing in a girl group. Yes, it's like... <laughs> or a barbershop quartet. I wrote down, yeah, that gang, like, doing what looks like a karaoke routine to stop in the name of love. Because they all do the kind of, like, hand movement yes. out. And I swear to God, later on in that montage, you can see them, like, moving their lips to what looks like stop in the name <laughs> of love. But I'm convinced that's what's happening there. Well, as music that says rose-coloured glasses plays <laughs> we see patty cheerleading so she really is taking the cheerleading slash poetry to, is going for it yes good to, for you patty to heart we see winston hitting a triangle uh enid with a glove puppet hippo <laughs> yeah it's wearing glasses yeah. what is happening Amy, <laughs> tell us if you're listening, baby. Please tell us what was what was it doing? What was her poetry meant to be? <laughs> please, I need to know more about the puppet. <laughs> but best of all, is oh our gosh. one true queen. Oh my god! Can you describe uh, Lila's <laughs> antics? Yeah, because yeah, I just wrote down like all, all these things as well, like. <laughs> followed by it's just like then in all capitals it's like Lila doing some amazing performance piece collapsing <laughs> back onto a chair like dancing around behind some like beaded strands hanging from the like ceiling a, curtain, a beaded curtain she's sort of peering through it and then just like waving a scarf around it's like I need to know what she's saying or like oh what she's God. performing to here because it looks fucking sensational it does my notes are going full cabaret on a chair oh. <laughs> in her ringmaster jacket so true I just I don't know what she's at but I love it I <laughs> It's amazing. And actually what is also quite amusing is that Liz is just, at one stage we see Liz being sort of clearly kind of normal, just like reading a poem, but being dragged off stage by Enid. Oh God, it's great. Yeah, it kind of, it shows Liz a few times just like, yeah, reading her poetry. It's like, oh, whatever Liz, everyone else is having way better time up here. (laughs) Then there's another amazing moment. Montage ends and Adam takes to the stage to sort of wrap it all up and say thanks for coming mm. folks but then someone cries wait <laughs> and in an amazing shot <laughs> can you describe it because <laughs> it's um, actually brilliant well as as I wrote down like he's about to wrap up when in comes the new Jessica yes 
Lila and Patty and Enid one by one sort of lean backwards into the shot. So, you know, one comes out and then the next one leans back in front of them and then the next in front of her. Go, and go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I loved that little bit so much. It's that was so good. <laughs> amazing. Because a dark haired Jessica in a fringed suede waistcoat and a tie-dye crop top struts onto the stage. And Lila says, who does she think she is? Cher. (laughs) Oh, Lila, I love you so much. But like, yeah, here's Jessica, headband and all. Like I wrote down, presuming she's in Liz's um, Morticia wig from the Halloween episode, Um, surely. But yeah, she's got... uh, Long dark hair, and uh, that's the look she has now. She is now a beatnik hippie poetry gal. Yes, um, with the very actually the makeup suits her. It's uh, she's wearing sort of dark, um, uh, sort of rouge noir style lipstick. Yeah, uh, it's a very dark red. Yeah, yeah, but she's pulling it off with the dark hair. Look, I mean, you know, they're gorgeous girls, so like she's bound to pull off any kind of color hair. But like, yeah, it it works on her. I I am not mad at it. No. And Adam says it's quite a change and she reminds him, he said she should transform herself and he's like, uh, that wasn't really what I was talking about. That's really what I meant. <laughs> and Winston says, which I like, you thought my goatee was OTT. <laughs> then Jessica says, greetings fellow poets. And oh, begins Jess. her poem. And what could it be? Oh, Jesus. Well, it's Adam's poem. And of course, immediately Liz is kind of frowning and she's like, wait a second. And then like to the table, she kind of goes, that's your poem. Because uh, she recognizes it. And Adam's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine. Just just let it go, guys. It's it's OK. But basically the whole table now knows that Jessica is reading out one of their yeah. teacher's poems. Which is terrible, of course. Ugh, it's not good. No. So she finishes the terrible poem and everyone claps but the gang. And when Jessica asks what they thought, Adam says... <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> but none of them reveal that they know the truth then and yeah. there, which is a bit contrived. It's, it is really, yeah. It just kind of cuts away. So it's like, we don't have to deal with any yes. any further conversation. It's fine. Especially Liz doesn't mention it, apparently. Because we cut to school, which I guess is the next day. And Liz is asking Adam why he didn't call Jess out on her plagiarism. And, but he says, and if he hadn't been so inappropriate with those out extracurricular antics and slacking mm-hmm. off his colleagues this would be actually quite sweet because he says like she's gaining an appreciation for poetry and she did a good job reading and he doesn't want to discourage her because he thinks that she's genuinely into poetry and doesn't just fancy it exactly yeah but uh liz is really unimpressed she's like you're rewarding stealing uh but he's like no look you know your sister's excited about learning and that's what's important here and you know that's more mm. important than any poem so yeah that's the, the the main thing here but yeah liz is just like Ugh, this is bullshit yeah so uh, Todd comes along and, and and they see Jess strutting along in the car, the other end of the corridor wearing her uh, <laughs> wearing sort of a crop top um and uh and like short shorts. Yeah, very pretty much she's in slow motion as well coming down the corridor. It's pretty great. <laughs> so everybody so her her wig looks a bit wonky in this one. In this scene, I thought they whatever bit. was being done with it in the last one, it looked less like a wig. Yeah, no lighting suits it better. <laughs> mm, oh, that's true. So, uh, yeah, Todd is liking the new look and Liz isn't pleased with that. Yeah, he thinks it's really cool. And Liz is kind of like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's interesting. And she's like, oh, and I'm not. <laughs> and in brackets, I put, yes. Um, <laughs> Todd's like, oh, she just looks different. And then Liz is like, yeah, from me. And this is a little bit like the new Jessica yeah. when Liz gets fucking traumatized because Jess dyes her hair. And she is kind of sad that they don't look alike anymore. Mm, true. So I guess that is a bit of a definite new Jessica uh, hmm. explicit some shout it's, out yeah it's just like a little a little bit of it kind of a little slice from it yeah yes so who should come around the corner <laughs> but Bruce and Maddie and they <laughs> see a new mysterious figure who they somehow think they haven't seen before even though it could literally be anybody with dark hair in the school <laughs> <laughs> but everyone wears the same clothes all the time so it's like a new person <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Manny's like, wake up the neighbours, there's a new babe in town. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a phrase. What are you saying, Manny? (laughs) And then Bruce says, watch the Patman magic in action. Oh, God. And then he approaches Jess, who was still like hoovering up the water at the drinking fountain, and says, oh, Bruce, to himself, Bruce, you've got the money. 
You've you've got the car. You've got the looks. What more could you need? And Jessica stands up and reveals herself and says, a frontal lobotomy? And he's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, Wakefield. He's like, oh, what happened to you? Uh, And Jess is like, I've altered my outer persona. (laughs) Bruce kind of takes a second and he's like, what? (laughs) He's very easily confused. Very, but I was delighted to see him though because he's always entertaining in fairness. (laughs) True. And actually, I'm surprised we don't get more of him in this one. I would have liked to see Bruce's reaction to Poetry Club. True. <laughs> well, uh, she struts off and Manny is amazed at uh, the new Jessica. And oh, this, this is another great, uh, great line. Later at the lockers, Lila's with Ian and Patty and, li- <laughs> and tells them that Jessica looks like Elvira at a Pearl Jam concert, which she does. <laughs> yes, I like properly laughed at that line. It was great. <laughs> but Ian thinks she looks kind of funky. Her yeah. words. Um, so yeah, Edith and Patty, by the way, are both wearing little stripy tees, which is very 1994. And uh, Jessica approaches with her new look. Lila's mm-hmm. still not impressed. Yeah, Lila's kind of taking it personally again, because uh, Jess is like, oh, you know, did you guys have fun last night? And um, Lila's like, oh, well, you know, my best friend turned up as a different person. Um and Jess is like, oh, relax, guys. I'm just, you know, I'm trying new things and discovering myself. Besides, Adam said I look great. Uh. And Lila's like, he has to say that. He's your teacher. And no, like, no, that's exactly why he should not say that. <laughs> no. What? Oh. That's not a thing. That your no. teacher has to say how hot you look. No, stop it. Well, Jessica says that he's more than a teacher. He's a poet who thinks she has potential. And the others laugh. But Jessica's like, well, he loved my poem. And Edith says, yeah, of course he did. He wrote it. And this oh. is the first Jess has heard of it. Yeah, it's so weird that it's taken until now no, for anyone no to tell her. Because it's not like they all agreed not to tell mm. Jessica because it's great that she's actually trying to fucking learn something for once. But uh, yeah, Jess is really upset then. And she, uh, weirdly, she's kind of angry. She's like, how could he do this to me? I, I was know, like, yeah, that's okay, you stole a poem off of him. Uh, but then I guess she is upset that he didn't tell her that it was his poem because it did make her look like an idiot. Um, so yes. she runs off. Runs off presumably crying. That's what I have oh, to watch. Yeah. well, it is tradition. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really don't get the whole he made a fool out of me when she is the one who stole his poem. This was all her own doing. Yeah, Like he should just be, she should be relieved he didn't get up on stage and go, uh, I wrote that. In front and of call the her out. Blue Aguada. Very true. But also he should have just said it to her on the night and been like, look, that was my poem, but you did a great job reading it. Like there was a way to yeah, approach probably. this that wouldn't embarrass her but would still be very clearly like you also can't just plagiarise people's work Jessica <laughs> well he's finishing a class and whatever the fuck he teaches when Jessica approaches and says again he made a fool out of her and he's like well no like you know nobody's laughing at you you did a really good job with the poem and she's like oh my life is over and I don't really understand how she's yeah, had worse same. humiliating things than this yeah, she's like, look at me, my clothes, my hair, and this, and like throws the poem at him. And again, it's like, you stole his poem. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> like, next think time you I do need, any of these things. Next time I need my life ruined, I'll call you. And it's like, what is happening? Where are you at? So <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> no. So he says that when she first came to him, she didn't know much about poetry, but now she has a real interest. Uh, is there nothing to indicate this? Um, she just needed a bit of encouragement, and she's very talented. Why? She, like, <laughs> She read one poem that she wrote herself, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> and then who should appear in the doorway? Oh, the hippie girlfriend. <gasps> she asks if Adam is ready to go. Why is she collecting him inside the school? Why is she here? Yes. Why Why is she here? Who, why? why can people just randomly walk into this school and be like, oh, I'm just here to meet my boyfriend. Get out of here, adult. You don't belong here. <laughs> oh, so inappropriate. So weird. Um, but uh, yeah, so they go off. And uh, Adam says he hopes she keeps coming to the poetry group because she can give up on him, but she shouldn't give up on herself. Oh, uh, but I think that's the last we'll ever hear of this poetry group. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the Dairy Burger and Liz is with Winston and Todd, but then she sees Jessica at the, co- at the counter in a tracksuit top and a bucket hat. Look like she's looking like she's going to a breakdancing session. <laughs> she looks insane. <laughs> Liz asks if she talked to Adam and Jessica's like oh I'm an idiot I did it all for him and uh, Liz says but you found out you liked poetry did she? apparently she did and she's good at it again is Is she? she? (laughs) (laughs) 
And then behind them, because everybody's poetry crazy, oh, we see Patty, Enid and Lila having a poetry argument. Oh, God. Yeah, there's some poem they can't find. And Enid's like, oh, it's a poem about nature. It's the one Adam read last week. And Lila's like, oh, yeah, that one. It's my favourite. And she like thinks of the name of it as like the untold want or something like that. It's, um, and, uh, it is the, uh, yeah, the untold want. And it is by Walt Whitman. Of course, there's only one other poet. <laughs> it is Walt Whitman. That is the only poet in the world in this episode. <laughs> no other poets exist. Um, but yeah, they're kind of squabbling over it and they're trying to find it. And Lila says it's her favourite. And then Jess just randomly starts reciting it from her stool at the counter. <laughs> uh, and she's like, oh, it's my favourite poem too. Like, is it? What? Okay. But then like Liz turns to her and she's like, nice to have you back, Jess. <laughs> I was like, what? What's happening here? <laughs> well, now she's back to her true poetry-loving self. By the way, the poem is only two lines, and it is The untold want by life and land ne'er granted. Now, voyager, sail thou forth to seek and find. Uh, so I guess it's easy to remember. So it's not that I mean, impressive she can decide at all. But it's, yeah, they're all just really impressed. And it's like, oh, she does like poetry. I don't know. Is that what the stakes were in this? I don't Genuinely. Know what's <laughs> it's the most confusing ending of any episode we've had so That's far. Because it, it just freeze. We're meant to think. I don't know what's happening. But yeah, it just freeze frames on Jessica looking pleased with herself. And it's like, in her bucket hat. Whoa, what was that? In her stupid bucket hat. That her hair is all wrapped up and hidden under as well. And she just looks crazy. But like, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> that was a stupid ending. <laughs> Well, that was poetic injustice. It was an injustice in many ways. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the best. Very true. Like, I mean, the moments like the crazy montage and yes. uh, the OMG sequence with the, the word each yeah, for, for Lila, Patty and Enid. Spectacular. Loved that. <laughs> A great moment. That was amazing. That uh, that moment, like... Uh, it genuinely, I think that that was a sort of a top Sweet Valley series scene, that whole poetry montage and Jessica arrival. So Definitely. I will, I'll give it points for that. But um, yes, it, it was, you know, just as we said that the um, the episode that was based on Regina's legacy was much more tight and coherent than the book. Mm. This was not more tight and coherent than uh, Teacher Crush, which it was yeah, clearly again, inspired like by. Uh, there, yeah, there's a there's a slight vibe of that off it all right. Yeah, just kind of random new teacher guy who's yeah. there all the time. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, listeners, let us know what you think. Was Adam as inappropriate as we we thought he was? Um, <laughs> we love hearing from you. We uh, we plenty of you enjoyed the adventures of the gang in Club X. <laughs> last week with the wheel the, the very craft club wheel of misfortune so good <laughs> and the uh, the fashion um friend of the show maria teresa biblioteca said jessica's safari disguise is she taking fashion cues from allergic to the fucking bus vicky wasn't she wearing a safari jacket at the beach disco <laughs> she was she was <laughs> by the way Maria Teresa also said as someone who graduated from high school in 1995 I feel personally attacked by Jessica's outfit in slide 5 which was the uh, uh, the waistcoat and high-waisted chinos with a tight white t-shirt underneath. Uh, she says, rightly, which actually seems more Liz-like to me, to be quite honest. Pretty sure I wore that exact outfit for, for a job interview to shelve books at the public library. <laughs> I mean, the high-waisted chinos, definitely more Liz. Very true. Yeah, that's a very Liz vibe. Mm. Um, so, yes, people did enjoy the... Uh, the, the club expert actually Jen Cantrell 79 asked what happened to Patty so now we have an answer for you Jen there you go she was just lying low after her uh, stint as Octopatty <laughs> mm. uh, Pippi Ann Shirley said okay hold on was club <laughs> X seriously trying to rip off Bodie's gang's signature style from point break for real as if Patman wishes <laughs> Uh, Neri said as a matter of fact I have gone skydiving about 11 years ago and I can assure you that the oh, I'm sorry an out of character moment to end all out of character moments <laughs> about 11 years ago and I can assure you that newbies are security scrapped to an instructor who pulls all the literal strings 
says, pro tip, if you have an iffy stomach, make sure to tell the instructor not to train you, treat you like a human wheel of misfortune. <laughs> it was fun at the moment, but I had to keep, sit quietly for half an hour afterwards to keep from losing my breakfast. Oh, <laughs> God. And uh, speaking of the skydiving <laughs> Yes, we got a special featuring, insight. Featuring our fave Owen Bruce Owen, uh, Bruce Pathman himself, Brock Burnett, very kindly jumped into the comments uh, to let us know that the day that we shot the skydiving scene, we were losing light. And I remember shooting it so many times that I was in the rig for so long that my legs fell asleep thank god for my partner in crime and first ad uh dano katzman uh for hearing me when i yelled at him hey dano i uh i can't feel my legs <laughs> <laughs> that could have been the end of one roof's one almost yeah <laughs> At which point, um, I am Sarah 1981 chimed in uh, to quote the episode Adam saying, remember though, it's not the fall that will kill you, it's the landing. (laughs) (laughs) A good reminder. Well, uh, Pi Beta Alpha members, you are, of course, the wind beneath our wings and we really, really appreciate you supporting the show. So um, thank you for doing that. And we do, of course, want to know what you think. So you can uh, get in touch with us at um, Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at svhpodcast, where Karen is, as ever, doing very sterling work with the graphics, <laughs> with the Mr. Collins uh, cocktail recipe. Um, but uh, as well, Pi Beta Alpha members, you're getting a special heads up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's our birthday next <gasps> week. Yes, it is. Four years old. Can it be? Imagine. Four years of double love. Surely not. I know. It seems hard to believe. But um, yeah, we, to celebrate this, we're going to do a special little mini birthday episode. And we would like to uh, um, ask you to send us some questions. Yeah, we're going to do a little kind of Q&A mailbag kind of situation. So we're going to throw, keep an eye on Instagram and we'll throw up a, a question box and you can... AMA as they say on Twitter or uh, no Reddit that's the one (laughs) wow she's old Uh, (laughs) yeah or or send us an email whichever whichever way you would rather get in touch Uh, let us know if you have any questions for us and we'll try and rattle through some of them next week as uh, a little special birthday episode yeah and it'll be a special bonus for everybody um, for for Pi Beta Alpha members and non-members alike and of course we will also have our regular episode next week. And now last uh, last time uh, when we were hanging out with uh, James and Keen of Sissy That Bod, which we was so much fun. Oh we gosh, said legends. <laughs> that the next episode was going to be Miss Teen Sweet Valley. But because it's our birthday, there's only one person we really want to spend our birthday with. <laughs> and who's that, Karen? I mean, it could only be our flat-faced queen, Lila Fowler. Because next week, you've asked for it. You are getting it. It is. Lila's story. Finally, it's happening. (laughs) Get into the library tribe, everybody. We're going to Fowler Crest. Hell yes. I am so excited for this. Oh, well, we can't wait. We've, this has been a special that, um, I think there's a couple of specials that we have been looking forward to doing for a while. One is this and the other, which we will do when, um, when we both have copies of it. The other one is the other Wakefield saga, which I think yes. is the only historical one we haven't done. That's right. Yeah, there's four of them. We've done three, but we're mm. we're still trying to track down the, uh, the the Ned Wakefield side of the story. Oh, yes. Well, uh, we might have to wait a while for that, but you will only have to wait one week to hear... <laughs> To hear what uh, what Lila's up to when she's on her own in Fowlercrest. I seem to remember it was a it was a tale of warring parents. Um, I think it was set a little bit further on from where we are now, but I, I think so too. Mm, yeah, but, but look, so so was Murder in Paradise, and we made that work. We certainly did. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, Pi Beta Alpha members, we will also have some merch coming your way very soon because when we were in the studio last week to uh, hang out with James and Kean. We tried on that merch. We saw it. It's real. It's happening. There were a couple of delays, but look, we're super close now. So we just need to get some website admin shop stuff sorted out. And we were going to we're going to give you loads of warning before uh, before things go on sale. But yeah, it's it's very exciting. Oh, we can't wait to see you all strutting your stuff in your Pi to Alpha jackets. It'll be a sight <laughs> to behold. <laughs> so uh, we will see you in the clubhouse 
in two weeks where we will be finding out what happens when Elizabeth Wakefield realises that she has a oh no hang on I'm praising this wrong let's start that again we're okay. going to see what what happens when somebody in Sweet Valley High robs from Elizabeth and ends up with a oh stolen diary beautiful lovely recovery thank you bit wonky at the landing but you know I'm never going <laughs> Solid bronze for you there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye, Peter Alpha members. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 